podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? gentlemen welcome to the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast i'm your host mark back for episode 55 55 with my man sean Beaupre, and we're talking all about my new favorite subject synchronicity that's right and i had a lovely lovely past couple weeks i hope you guys don't mind we went really hard there in june we had three episodes a week at one point, and then now we're back to one episode a week. What is going on? Well, guess what? This is the first of three episodes that will be released this week, and uh, yeah, from then on, we'll be back to our two-episode-a-week schedule, folks. Don't worry. Back on track, recording live from the new headquarters on Sweetheart Mountain. A lot of changes here behind the scenes on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast. I am producing the show myself, folks. What? Huh? Yep, that's right. The gang has retired. They have moved on. And I'm taking this on solo, folks. So you're not going to see as much action from my friends on the show uh, as co-hosts. So uh, adios, amigos. We're on to greener pastures, and I really want to thank Jay for all the help they brought me in the first 54 episodes of this show, but I think from here on out, we're going to be seeing them uh, less often. Uh, And Jay made that choice to leave the show, folks. If you like Jay, if you want him to come back, you know where to find him, Mighty Tortuga on Instagram. Let him know. That you're sad that he left the show, but it's okay. Won't make a difference over here. Because like I said, we're rolling solo now, folks. And uh, yeah, this episode is with somebody who I would consider a podcast friend. And I think that's the direction I'm going to take the show. More podcast friends, less real-life friends. The real-life friends were great to help me start this, and they'll still be my real-life friends. But what's interesting is I've already made some podcast friends who've become real-life friends, and we're aligned in our purpose and our path, and that's much more fruitful for me uh, as a human being, a spiritual being who's very curious, and my intention is ascension, right? 
And I can't vibe with people who aren't in that tribe, at least on a cooperative level, right? You know, it's, it's sort of started to feel like I was dragging my friends along with me. They didn't want to really be on the show as much as I had hoped they would, and that's fine. It's my show. The name starts with the word my. My family thinks I'm crazy. So that's what you get, folks. I hope you like it because you're going to get a whole lot of me from now on. And Tara because she's a inspirational force in the podcast, I would say. Definitely inspiring me to stick with my purpose and, and find parts of myself that I hadn't been in touch with yet. So exciting things on the horizon, folks. You might have heard hints of scene. Scene is the synchro mystic experiment in the ever-expanding now. And I invited Sean on the show at the dawning of this idea, months ago from when I'm talking to you right now. This was uh, before I found my new place. This was when I was still living, watching my mame's place while she was at my aunt's house and... I had the place myself, which was great, but I was in a transitional period, folks. So here I am now in the future reporting back. So enjoy this conversation with my man, Sean Beaupre. He's a very smart dude. He's taken intergalactic journeys, multidimensional journeys through his mind and um, come back with some very wise, wise things to share, namely synchronistic things to share, but also the simulation, which is a subject I wrestle with all the time. I, I prefer to think of things organically, naturally. So if we want to be in an organic simulation, like Sean says, that's cool with me. So enjoy the podcast, folks. And remember, go to patreon.com slash mftic. That's patreon.com slash mftic. I was stuck in like this realm of synchronicity, which was just because my ego was gone. Basically, I was kind of just floating through reality. But as I was in that state, all my things that I wanted were kind of like coming to me with synchronicities included in them to like confirm that it's all connected. You know what I mean? Like, it, I go through waves, like, there's that thing, it's like hide and seek. Like, I can't, to exist in the state of straight synchronicity is so difficult. Like, it's as freeing as it is, it's also quite constricting. You are sleeping. You do not want to believe. So, it is nice to, like, go in and out of, like, high synchronicity times and low synchronicity times just so that you can, like, catch your breath. The levels that you experience are you blending through the middle of the two states from one side to the other. And in that sense, it's just like a video game. And if you really consider the fact that all, all technology in this universe operates on code and like computers operate, like it all operates on code and every creation mimics the creator, we are 
You do not want to be me. We are like, and oh yeah, and all of reality operates on DNA. So, so like, just like based on that, it seems to me like we actually are in a simulation and there's just either you, you're aware of it or you aren't aware of it. Mm. And, and we are a main character in our own versions, like in our own reality. It's like we have our own disc. You know, it's like I have a PlayStation and I put my disc in and I'm playing my game. And then you have your own disc and you're playing your game. And then it's like an online game, but you're still in your own version of the game. Do you know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. With me is a returning champion. You know him from episode five of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. And I think this is going to be episode 55. So, wow, look how far we've come, Sean. Thanks for joining me, man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Stoked to get into it. Of course, of course. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned before the conversation got started here on the record lots been changing and i feel it too i think right now obviously with covid lockdown whatever cooling off a bit maybe that adds to it but i think there was an overall energy before all that happened where i noticed people were kind of coming together people were vibing with their tribe more and some kind of harmony was kind of setting in and I think we're getting back to that but one thing that happened to me recently that I wanted to get your take on because from everything I know about you you're no stranger to psychedelics obviously you would call yourself a a proponent of mushrooms I would say right I mean you've used them successfully to kind of a elevate your sense of self and you know knowledge and consciousness right would you agree with that oh yeah 100 percent I wouldn't say I'm a proponent. I just say it works for me. That's all I can say, right? It's hard to recommend it for everybody because I've been through some things that I don't know if a lot of people could get through and it took me like years to get through because it's psychedelic. So I don't think it's for everyone, but it's for everyone who finds it, I would say. Yeah, if it calls to you. And yeah, thank you for clarifying that. And that's kind of what happened to me, man. I, I... obviously have been called to psychedelics for a while now i have done them on and off for a couple of years now you know when the timing is right but most recently i had an opportunity to eat this little bluish white mushroom you know and <laughs> the way life works you know everything that was going on in my life at that moment was a little tumultuous things were unclear and i take this mushroom right 
We go to yeah. my co-host, Jay. He's a drummer in a band. So I go to his show. I'm there. This chick I'm talking to is there. You know, everything's kind of going smoothly. I'm entering into a new phase of my life, right? And then as the kind of climax of the night hits, and, and irresponsibly, you know, I shouldn't have drank beer but i drank beer you know i added a little bit so it wasn't just the mushrooms at work but i ended up losing consciousness right and moments before i say that (laughs) but moments before i did that i said to my friends i'm in control of my mind body and soul and now they like can't give it up like they're teasing me about it every week like oh yeah you're in control you're my body and soul but I said that to myself, right? And I really felt it in that moment, like like the mushrooms were doing something to me. And I lose consciousness. I wake up and my friends are like, you know, picking me up because I was standing in a parking lot. You know, it wasn't like a, a safe place to pass out. So I fall oh, down. Wait. Yeah. I mean, I hurt my head a little bit. I got a hard head, so I'm fine. Like this was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get a concussion or anything but yeah so i i, I kind of wake up out of this unconscious state that was probably provoked by the combination of of things i'd taken that day mushrooms smoked a blunt drank some beer but i'm sitting there i'm laying in the car kind of just like collecting myself my friends are worried about me but i'm having like this profound sense of joy and i really didn't understand it until the next day but ever since i've had this really really deep sense of like purpose and i don't know if i'm giving away my my medicine or something you know like we don't want to reveal all but yeah man i just i wonder you know what that brings to mind for you because i really think i had some sort of like it wasn't even darkness like because i wasn't in a bad mood but it was almost like I was brought to the underworld and then resurrected, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you mean. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought when you first were explaining it, you were like in a room on a couch or something. <laughs> so like the fact that you're in a parking lot, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Wow. I've never passed out like or anything because of psychedelics. I mean, maybe the beer had something to do with that, mm. but I do know like there's, a very common saying or I don't know if it's common but it's like in order to gain control you have to give up control yes it's kind of like one of those oxymoron kind of thing and so that could have been like you said you felt like the mushroom was doing something for you and you had just declared like I'm in control of this stuff which maybe that triggered like an unfoldment for you where like maybe you weren't in the place for it to happen but it's accidentally happened at that time you know mm. and and the fact that you felt joy ever since like it just sounds like an ego death to me or at least a mild one or like a temporary one even that i don't know where the passing out fits into that but i mean you definitely let go of some stuff yeah it sounds like you've let go of like some things that you maybe didn't even know you had to let go of yeah yeah and and since then i have had this sort of Uh, sense of freedom but the other thing i noticed that's really kind of heightened right is this level of synchronicity because it was something that Mm -hmm. i had really focused in on when i was a delivery guy 
so much so that I realized like, no, this is something's calling me to do this. Like I, it was more than I was just listening to these podcasts, you know, cause I was at like obsession level, like eight hours a day listening to podcasts, even after work, like listening, you know, like I just couldn't get enough consuming, consuming, consuming all this information. And I noticed the yeah, synchronicities. The yeah. And I think that's partly why we vibe and it's like, you take that step forward, right, into the real. And I think you can resonate with this because as a skateboarder, as a photographer, you know, you're doing things by the seat of your pants. You're you're living your life. You're making your schedule in, in some ways. And you're kind of like taking your path into your own hands, whereas most people just walk straight into the control pyramid matrix and, and you know, let the elite or whoever give them a identity, you know, but guys like you and us and and i wasn't this guy for a long time i wanted to be a guy like that but i never really realized how until i found podcasting and found my voice but do you you agree with that it's like when you when you take that step into the unknown in that way and go outside of what society kind of offers us the synchronicity and the connection to the universe increases yes i definitely agree with that when I was the most furthest away from society after that big shroom trip, I, my synchronicities were every day or like, like not every day, like all day, every day. Like it was like this, this day carried to the next day and it was like straight synchronicities all day. Like I was just along for the ride, kind of like a cruise control sort of thing. Yeah. Ride and, the wave. Uh, yeah. And what I've come to understand is that, synchronicity is really all that exists and like that's how reality works that's how it unfolds it's just nobody has or less people have the reference points to notice it you know what i mean like when you notice the synchronicity it's because you're you paid attention at a certain point prior and then like you know like it requires your attention and to understand reference points to notice these quick things that show up right like Mm. It, it really does like to me it sounds like you released some of what was blocking you and it allowed you to see more of what reality is you know what i mean right on. like i don't think necessarily synchronicity gets more i think you just notice more of it mm. yes you start you start participating in the in the real and it's not that the level or the intensity and in, well maybe it's the intensity because your awareness increases so you're just uh, yeah. sort of yeah. more of it's available to you in a, in a sense now that you're seeing it like the observer effect right where where things in the universe respond to what's observing them there's an actual uh, you know recorded effect there yeah yeah i agree with that yeah. And, you know, this fits into something I've been doing on the Patreon, which is like every day I record at least 10 minutes because the synchronicities are flowing in through the podcast. Like I'll notice certain guests will have things that are mentioned that will lead into other things that other guests say, you know, it all bleeds together. And it's it's almost really it's a personal thing. So it's sometimes hard to convey like the meaning of synchronicity since they can be so inherently personal. But do you think yeah. that like because my project is, is called scene 
It stands for synchronicity or the synchronistic experiment in the ever changing now or the ever expanding now, right? Scene. So we're focusing on what's oh, seen, like you know, just like you mentioned, when you, when you raise your awareness, when you become aware of where you are in the now, you notice the synchronicities more or you see them, you know? So that's kind of where I've, began you know taking these steps forward with this new project because i I, it's not that i want to accelerate them but i kind of do i and that's why i wanted to get into this with you like maybe maybe that's the wrong way to 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 put it but i I guess what i'm trying to say is i want to dive into it and and co-create my reality in a in the in the whole in the most whole way possible (laughs) Yes, I totally understand that. And I have definitely hit that stage at a point in my past where things just started. Like I said, after that one big shroom trip, everything kind of like was bleeding together in the moment. Like I would see one thing and then my eyes would look somewhere else and it was connected to the last thing I looked at. Like it was actually like a very wild experience for me. And it was like for multiple years. Like it wasn't just like for a week or something. Like I was stuck in like this realm of synchronicity which was just because my ego was gone basically I was kind of just floating through reality but as I was in that state all my these things that I wanted were kind of like coming to me with synchronicities included in them to like confirm that it's all connected you know what I mean like and I go through waves like there's that saying it's like hide and seek like I can't to exist in the state of great synchronicity is so difficult like it's as freeing as it is it's also quite constricting so it is nice to like go in and out of like high synchronicity times and low synchronicity times just so that you can like catch your breath because i've like had to pull up my car over sometimes to like regroup after a certain amount of synchronicities hit me at once and stuff like it's I understand what you mean by it's intensified because like my, I definitely experience intensified synchronicity, but I just think it's a different way of looking at it to realize it's you becoming more aware rather than it becoming more prevalent. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, but I, I definitely agree with what you've said and how you've like understood it by going through it. Like I've experienced that exact thing Mm. from mushrooms. Right. And, and I think that, when we find our purpose, it seems like things accelerate because naturally everything else in our lives are kind of like great, right? So we, we resound with that great feeling. And I think what the issue is and why I love having this conversation and where I think people can take something from this and not just be like, oh, wow, great for Mark and Sean. They're living great lives. It's like, no, 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 stop. You're listening to this right now. You're participating in it. There's a reason why you found this conversation with me and Sean, and you can do what I did to my life if you apply some of the experiences that we convey. And that's the whole project with Scene, right, where I don't really fully know all of the possibilities that are waiting for me. But if we can participate in the now together and let it unfold in this kind of intimate audio way i think it it would kind of add some energy to it right because multiple people are focusing on a common intention that is ultimately serving the whole yeah yeah life grows where energy goes and 
energy goes where attention goes. So you're doing exactly what you want to do, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I was going to say something else, but I forgot what it was because I'm so stoned right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, speaking of which, I mean, the mushroom thing really was the, the other level of it was like, so that same week that I had done that, experience i described where i was at the parking lot show and jay's band had just performed and i didn't even really express how like the mushrooms like i was dancing you know i was really vibing and i've always been kind of more self-conscious i'm six eight so i naturally stand out in a crowd which has made me self-conscious when i was younger but gotten over that a lot you know and especially with dancing you know dancing is kind of a vulnerable thing you know especially our culture western culture men you know we're not it's gay to dance in most you know subcultures i would say at least in, where i'm at in new england you know like guys don't fucking dance unless it's like rock you know or, or like you know rap or something but anyway so so i'm dancing i don't like dancing i'll be honest with you but when i'm on uh certain substances for some reason i dance right and dude it's so human i mean the shamans taking plant medicine and dancing to the drum around the fire i mean that is a universal experience that took place in all different parts of the world throughout history this you know community vibe that music brings us and that 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 feeling of letting loose and dancing and yeah so that was part of it and and megan kush right it's beautiful woman so amazing all the great things she's done with her life she's like a 16 time cannabis cup winner and uh, you know no damn been an advocate for cannabis since like she was 16 years old and went to jail for acid you know like she's hardcore in it you know west coast fighting for legalization and and she's obviously successful i mean look at the fucking west coast now you know everybody's engaged with that so we had her on the show right and and i was expecting you know to get into mushrooms a little bit to get into cannabis a little bit you know because i had spoken to her on another podcast where i was just the guest you know but we really got into it and and vibed and had a great time and and the whole reason i had her on the show was because when i was guesting on a different podcast the free thinker society i was a guest co-host and she was the guest and i had to leave early because it's like at a studio down in New Jersey, so I had to drive home. I leave, and Mike texts me, and he's like, hey, Megan Cush w- wanted uh, you to know that she loves your podcast. And I didn't even think she knew who I was. You know, I was just sitting in, like, letting Mike run the, the conversation, you know? So I'm like, oh, shit, she listens yeah. to my show, you know? So we had her on as a guest, and then she sends me this amazing care package, dude. Like, incredible, <laughs> incredible. Like, the things that... You can send in the mail. I didn't know were possible. And yeah, yeah, so without, you know, blowing up her spot a little bit, I'll give away, you know, she sent me some organic weed. She sent me like some good shit, different varieties of some shroomers. So so I'm I'm like, okay, okay. Here's how this is unfolding, you know? Like now I have an opportunity to maybe incorporate this into my life in a in a little bit uh, a healthier way because before then it was like yeah you know one pot dealer had it you know or this guy had it you know you don't know if you could trust them but here we go this like you know warrior goddess of the plant medicine world sends me this like <laughs> intergalactic travel kit through the mail so needless yeah, to say it's like the portal yeah sorry no it's okay 
it's like a portal opened is what I was going to say. And it allowed you to like see or have confidence in something that you were already kind of intuitively feeling, but it just wasn't working out. It's like, that's what you mean by things get out of your way, right? Like, like once you get out of your own way, things start to like happen. You're like, Oh, that's why I was thinking that. Or that's why like, you know, it's really weird. Right. So, you know, and that's part of the now, like I haven't really done any of this stuff that she sent me. So we'll see what happens next. But that's also why I wanted to reconnect with you because I know you've had such uh, incredible experiences with those plant medicines. But my question to you is like, we also spoke to a woman by the name of Aurora who channels intergalactic consciousness through herself and that's not really doing her story justice, but people can listen to that episode and figure out what she means. But one of the things she told me is that there are astral beings who can attach themselves to you and your aura when you take these certain substances. So I, I really, you know, I, I want to remind people of what you said at the beginning. It's like, I'm not a proponent of this stuff, you know? And I think that's yeah. the smartest position yeah. you can take because these things aren't all fun and games, folks. You know, I'm not talking to you, Sean. I'm oh, talking to the people listening, you know, because, like, we're excited about it. And this is a very serious thing, you know. These plant medicines came into our lives for certain reasons, right? Maybe that's true for you, but yeah. maybe not, right? Because there are real dangers to taking these things. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to know what I found and finding it was the hardest thing I ever had to deal with. Like, like there's the reason they say truth hurts and you can't handle the truth and like all these things. Like, it's not a fun experience to become aware of it in a lot of ways. Like, it is. There is like a heaven and a hell to the truth. So like, it's, you got to go through the hell to get to the heaven. And the hell part is very hard. Like it's super hard. And like, obviously you can microdose and have like a blissful afternoon. And like, that can be all fun and game to a degree, but like anything above two grams, like you're stepping into realms that like you might not be prepared to deal with. And like, you might have a ton of stuff going on in your life that you don't, that you aren't willing to sacrifice, but you are being forced to sacrifice in order to deal with like the inner work that's required to get through these things. Like it's, it is absolutely no joke to me. Like I, I used to kind of be like, Oh, mushrooms are for everyone. Cause I had gotten through a bunch of stuff and kind of reached the heaven. But like the more I think about it and the more I ground myself back down to like the physical realm, which I've been actively trying to do since the big experience I had. Yeah. I'm very, hesitant to tell people to do this and i believe like the term understanding implies that you stand under the things you don't understand so yes you can go the hard quick path right but it is hard or you can take the stairway to heaven which is a gradual like realizations within yourself without any substances and it does the same thing it's just not as quick like alan watts says there's two different paths one's for the quick minded and one's for like that people aren't as quick to like let go of things. Like I'm really easy at letting go of things. And that's what's required when you realize things is to let go of the old that you relied on for so long. And it was super hard for me. So like, there's, I, I really don't think it's for everybody, but it is definitely a tool. And like all tools, 
Like if you misuse them or you don't understand how to use them, you can hurt yourself or somebody else even. Like it's very weird. Like I've experienced some crazy things <laughs> because of psychedelics that I had no idea were even possible to experience. Mm. Are you willing to And quickly before we go before we go into like the psychedelic realm a little more, I wanna just quickly talk about what I forgot about, which is synchronicity isn't just for like life being good. Like if your life is really hard and you're in a rut and you're stuck, the synchronicities are in those experiences too. And if you just kind of start to pay attention and keep score of happenings in your life and like the things you think about randomly and we like third dimension is electromagnetic and you are electromagnetic. So when you are driving down the street, you randomly look to your right. Like there's a reason you're looking to your right. And a lot of people just consider it random looking, but there's, there's a sign everywhere and your subconscious mind is trying to get you to see them at all times. And it's up to you to kind of pay attention and keep score and like anything like you could go up to, like you could be in a, a, tough place a hell like reality and you could pull up next to a van and your eye could look at the the name of the van you know it's it could say i don't even know enter any word here and then if you pursue that like go oh i looked at that for a reason maybe i should look up what that word means you look up what the word means and you'll read a description that will apply to like something you've been struggling with like it's that's exactly how it's worked for me and that's like how you climb yourself from hell to heaven. Like right. obviously if you smoke weed or do a psychedelic, it it opens you up more, you can see more, but it is overwhelming. So like you can do it without them, is all I'm saying. And it that is like it's not just about life getting good and my life isn't always good. Like sometimes I dip back into hell just to like balance myself out again. You know, so like I just wanted to like clear that up because I wanted to get that out. But yeah, no, I'm down to go into the psychedelic realms now. No, and please don't, yeah, don't apologize for clearing that up because it's absolutely necessary. I think sometimes, you know, with the law of attraction, we tend to, you know, put ourselves in these good feeling places and, and that can almost be a little in disingenuous because you're absolutely right. Life is not all good. There is a balance in life and navigating that balance is what's more important, right? Because it, you can be great and have these great experiences, but if you can't handle a negative experience, it, you know, those great moments are going to be a lot fewer and far between because those negative experiences are going to constantly take you back down to that, you know, bad place where you're resonating with that frequency and something that you touched on in you know a few minutes ago is being able to let go and that's part of it when when something negative happens to us and it's outside of our control we respond to it in certain ways and i think when we want to control things we end up responding in ways that leave us feeling like we have less control over ourselves and and Giving up that sense of control tends, in my experience, to offer more security and, and more trust because that's what it is. You're trusting the universe. There is equity here in the universe, and it's not all good. You know, we, we don't come here as spiritual beings to participate in a, you know, hedonistic only good experience. We, we come here to be molded and shaped by the cosmos as, the, as life spirals on, right? So... <clears throat> 
Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I think really the psychedelic experiences are great and super personal. So as much as you want to share, that's fine. But really, I think what's more useful to people is these kind of di- this dialogue on, on what it means to, you know, us, synchronicity, dreams, psychedelic experiences. Like, what are they? What, what are we actually experiencing? You know, because psilocybin it's a fungus, you know, it comes from a fungus. A fungus is a proto-organism, you know. It's one of the first organisms, if you really, I mean, look at evolution in that way. I don't subscribe to all of what evolution tells us, but come on, folks. Let's let's look at it logically here. Mushrooms, there's something strange about them. They have a consciousness, right? Oh, I, yeah. Well, ultimately, the universe is you like the entire universe is you that's what the realization of oneness is that's why they say it's lonely at the top because once you reach the peak of consciousness you are the only thing that exists everywhere like you will see you and everything and everyone and again not a very comfortable experience at first but it is very crucial to know that that's what it is because then you will realize that everything does have a meaning to you and it's just subconscious like and what you were saying about oh man, saying again. There's so much going through my head because you say so much that I want to respond to, and then I respond to one and forget the rest. That's all right. Um, That's all right. I'll 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 make up for it while you remember. But it's all right. Yeah, I I definitely I think you're onto something, man. I mean, the part. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I got it. Go for it. I got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so first of all, there's a lot of like things saying that mushrooms are for this purpose, like the fact that all that really exists is your brain and your spinal cord, which is your nervous system. Mm. And like, according to science, neuroscience, that that is what creates your hallucinated reality around you. And that's why it's like your nervous system is electromagnetic and reality is electromagnetic. It's like you are this reality because you create it. You just forgot that you create it. Right. And that's like the whole like, the whole ignorance thing or being in ignorance is you forgetting that you are the creator of the place and realizing it is super bizarre. But once you realize it, it like really changes things. Like literally your doubts disappear about everything. Like things that would happen in your life, like say you fight with a friend and in your head afterwards, like you're just like kind of stewing over it. Like, did I do the right thing? Like, did I do something like just weird things where you're starting to doubt how you handle the situation. Like if you are paying attention, synchronicities will come and you will notice them to confirm like whether you did the right thing or not. Like it is like that whole movie. I am legend. Like I think that title is referring to the fact that you are the legend of reality. And like, like you said, there's ups and downs. 3d is duality. So everything is half truth, half lie, half dark, half light. Like it's all, a mixture of both and when you go inside and realize who you are being the creator of everything you can then start to actually tune into the things that are meant for your experience within the soup of self you know what i mean i don't know no yeah no absolutely and and what you you know the image that you brought to mind when you talked about the brain and the spine i'm like thinking about the brain and it's funny i have like a model brain that i took from a science class in high school like this big heavy plastic model of a brain and it's like the actual weight of a brain which is pretty cool but 
when you look at the brain, you look at the membranes of a brain, membrane, I mean, fungus is a membrane, you know, like, I, I really think that there's a inherent connection there. And the nervous system looks very much like a root system. We know fungus in nature has a almost psychic connection with the root systems of plants, right? Fungus when it grows around other plants, it has this symbiotic kind of communication uh, network, the mycelial network, where it kind of says like, oh, there's, you know, this nutrient over here, there's this nutrient over here in a sort of ecosystem, a currency, a resource exchange relationship is created in this symbiotic way. I think, you know, just like you're saying, everything is connected, including you, you know, you, we are, when we look at, the world, we see ourselves in the world, right? Just like you can make these comparisons to the human body and the natural world around us. Yeah, your level of consciousness determines the degree of which you see your reflection in everything. And like the, the oneness being at the top where you realize that it is actually all you. But even just like mycelium goes deeper than that. The mycelium network is like when you are in reality and you move your foot to take a step like the the nothingness that you can't see that fills the spot where your foot was is the mycelium network which is interesting because when you're on mushrooms you see things between you and the wall right like you start to begin to like become aware of like these inner networks of reality that you aren't seeing before yes you start to see the fractals unfolding in before your eyes well, like the whole, when I, the first time I had a realization on mushrooms where I was like, well, these things actually show you things. Uh, Cause I would do mushrooms with a friend, like the same friends. I, I did mushrooms with the same friend every time because it was such like a, like you say, a vulnerable position when you take certain things like this. So we'd do them all the time, but it was kind of more of an escape because I was trapped in like this court case I didn't belong in. And like I was dealing with relationship issues and like just going through a bunch of crap. So to me, it was an escape at first. And then one experience, we were just chilling in his basement and having like a pretty typical escape kind of experience. And then he went to the washroom and I started to get this weird kind of feeling. And all of a sudden this rainbow appeared in front of me, like floating through the room like I stood up and it was perfectly in line with like like I stood up perfectly in line with it for some reason completely intuitively and it was lined up like from my my like ass up to my head and I was like oh that's weird like what that seems too instinct to be an accident (laughs) and then he came back and the rainbow disappeared and I was like well that's weird and then a voice said next time come here alone Uh, (laughs) and that was kind of the last time that was the last time I ever did mushrooms with somebody else and that's not true I did them again with an ex-girlfriend after to try and kind of help her wake up but that didn't quite go as smoothly as either of us expected but this one experience I then was like I googled rainbow in the body just because I was like I wonder if anyone else has had this experience and I found chakras and that's when I was like oh I can kind of see what's happening here now Yes. And so that from that point on, mushrooms were a tool to me. It was no longer like a drug or an escape or even a medicine. To me, it was like, oh, this is no different than like a hammer to hammer and a nail or a screwdriver to screw in. Yes. A screw, you know? Yes. Like, this is like, these are for understanding the universe. And then I started to connect the fact that like, oh, 
this is why they call it a drug because there are bad drugs. And if you just call this a drug and just say all drugs are bad, then people are never going to find this tool. And even if they do, there's all these mental illnesses established that like correlate with like aspects of the self you realize when you wake up that like, but there's like demonized. So it seems negative, but if you truly understand like schizophrenia, like I've had voices in my head and they all helped me and well, not all of them, some were not helpful, (laughs) but like it was helpful in like the ability to discern the two, but like, I mean, for the most part, the voices that have come to me from psychedelics were like way smarter than me and had my best intentions in mind. Mm. And the only time when it didn't was when I was doing the mushrooms with this ex-girlfriend and I literally had like demonic voices in my head threatening to hurt me. And I had to go uh, to my parents' house at like four in the morning because I didn't even know what to do about my life. Like I was like, oh, demons are real. (laughs) Like, okay. So like I've dealt with like some negative beings as well, but which brings us back to what you originally said about these entities that can attach to you. And I mean, ultimately the understanding that you are everything kind of like lessens the impact they have on you. Cause you can yes. just be like, Oh, this is just a negative aspect of myself that like that person was carrying for me to get from it. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything's a reflection of you kind of, and sometimes you come face to face with that reflection. Right, and when these uh, beings, when you allow these beings to take part with you, you allow them to take a part of you, and you become less whole, right? And and that's why they exist in that astral realm is because they're not in the powerful place that we are as human beings, you know. And that's, I mean, you can hear tales of from myths all over the world of these beings that you know are jealous of us as human beings and they want to possess us and all this stuff. And yeah, a really, really close friend of mine, you know, was just telling me something really personal that he's going through. And I reminded him of this. I'm like, Hey man, you know, you got to empower yourself constantly because when you use things, even the good things like mushrooms to separate your own power from yourself and say to yourself, well, I'm nothing without this. That's when those entities can really grab hold of you and, And I think, you know, something that we can get into as much as you're comfortable with is like this dynamic between us and and the ones we love when it comes to like changing people, right? You see how you've changed for the better and and everybody, you know, when something works for you, you want to help others. I think that's just maybe my nature. I think most people think that way, but it's like when something good happens to me, I feel good teaching other people about how they can do it for themselves. But what the problem we run into in this way, in this metaphysical way, is like not everybody's in the same point on this journey, right, that you are. So like when your friend was stepping away to the bathroom and your aura, your chakras appeared to you and then all of a sudden, you know, he came back and they disappeared and your like super consciousness whispered in your ear like, hey, man. This is for you only, you know, it's like, that's the, that's the key is like, we have to put ourselves first and recognize that even though we are a part of the whole, we have to love the whole through ourselves first and and loving yourself being whole, right? Am I, am I going off on a tangent here or are you resonating with this? 
Oh no, I'm resonating, but it's like it's not that you are part of the whole. It's like you are the whole. It's just like there is that sliver of ego that remains all the time that keeps you somewhat separated. Like it's like a lot of people think that. To me, anyways, a lot of people think that there is one reality we all share, but we're all different beings within that reality. When really, there is one being experiencing different realities. And that's like, when I'm talking to you, I'm really talking to me, experiencing the same things as me, but in a more personal to your ego. Like the, the ego is the mask that separates the fact that we are the same person, ultimately. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and so like, when, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, oh, it's okay. No, I just kind of like forgot again what you were talking about. I responded to that and then got a couple messages. <laughs> it's all right. Me. It's all right. Yeah, when when we're and that's why I really like this podcasting space that I've entered into because what you just described there, the the mask that separates us, it's absolutely true, man. Because the more I talk and connect with different people uh, in this space, the more I realize that we're all here for the same purpose. And asking similar questions in different ways. You know, who are we? What are we doing here? What are we? Why are we here? You know, those basic questions, I think, run through everybody's mind in some way at some point. And if you ignore those questions long enough, I think it can leave you, you know, having like these midlife crises or, you know, certain things that people who enter into the matrix and and fall into society's paradigm you know, they end up not realizing the consequences that they're, you know, creating for themselves in the future because they're not taking part in co-creating the reality. And I, there I go again using the word part, but you're absolutely right. You, you can only take yeah, it's, part it's because you are the whole. What's yeah, that? it's not even a co-creation. It is like you creating it. It's just your subconscious is half of the you that's creating it. Uh, that's the part that makes it feel like a co-creation it's very interesting like i've been in the realm where like i'm creating the whole reality and aware of it and like i said i've been trying to ground like actively grounding myself since because like you cannot exist in that space uh, so like in the game of things you know like it's like it's too difficult to for it to be like that like it's weird like there is i understand the the concept of balance because at first you go from negative to positive. You're like, oh, this is where I'm staying forever. But then you start to realize like the downside to being always positive and you need the rainy days to enjoy the sunny days. And it's like, you also have to like navigate it that way. But as you were saying, yeah, a lot of people don't, don't follow those uh, intuitive urges. And like even it was Socrates who said the unexamined life is not worth living. And I think that's what he's implying there. It's like, it's, there's so much that people aren't told about and that aren't in your like first, version of awareness but like if you just look a little bit you will start to notice things that will benefit your life and you'll be like whoa like this changes everything like people need to know about this stuff (laughs) but the only problem with that is the truth can only be found within each individual because third dimension is duality and the second you bring your idea out into the third dimension it enters the realm of duality which puts it becomes half illusion to the other person and it's almost like even if two people who are wide awake are having a conversation, it's like in the conversation, each person will periodically be put to sleep to a degree to kind of maintain the participation of the, the experience. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe we can expand on that further, but what I'm I'm starting to notice is like there's a deep connection here between your subconscious conscious and superconscious mind and i feel like what you're describing is like you can't exist in that superconscious state all the time because it's too uh, much energy you know it's almost like running electricity uh, higher voltage than the circuit can you know maintain you're gonna fry it eventually yeah, that's like the flying too close to the sun and burning your wings and stuff, like or blinded by the light. Like I do understand that because like it's as cool as it is to experience that state. I think like it's just like to experience it once to know that's what it is is all that's necessary. And then you're supposed to like come back to the illusion, knowing it's the illusion, but having like the reference point to understand how to navigate within it. And that's what makes the hell within the duality more tolerable is like the fact that you understand it and can like anticipate things and when you're in a negative situation which would normally devastate you you can then see signs that give you answers how to get out of it immediately and it begins to start like you you start to work with yourself almost by trusting yourself more you know it's just a lot of people don't understand that the self expands throughout all of reality because it is reality you know, like mind over matter is all that exists because the mind is matter and matter is the mind. Yes. It's one of those things. Yes. Yes. The two are not separated. We are whole. <laughs> and yeah. And yeah. The duality just exists for the like gain purpose, you know, so like yes. so you can learn how to navigate within. And now this is, and this is where we should start to turn this conversation towards because one conversation that you had with Sam uh, that I know made a big impact on him because he, he talks about the simulation a lot. You know, it's it's one of the things that he's very curious about. And, you know, you described your life almost seeming like a video game in some ways. Right. And I've been almost not opposed to this notion in the sense of its use as a metaphor. I think it's a very useful metaphor or analogy to describe where we are and what we're doing. But I do think that it can be kind of unclear in the sense that it gives people the impression that maybe there is this like alternate reality that ha it's like a computer that we're actually in. And like, you know, like it's almost like this idea of, you know, what the theologians tell us, that God exists in this real place and he's watching over all of us. And, you know, they expect you to, you know, believe them. And I think that's kind of what this is. It's almost like people are being pushed towards believing that we're in some sort of computer. And that's where society, the technocracy, the artificial means of industry and biological reproduction, you know, this is that technosphere, the, the transhumanist. I think that all fits together. So part of my uh, motivation for this project that I've started that I described with you, seen, what's seen, you know, the synchronistic experiment in the ever-expanding now, is reminding people what's real, right? Mushrooms are not created by us. They're not artificial, you know. They're part of the whole. They're, they're whole, like us, you know. And I think... The technocracy, the technosphere that we've created here over the past 200 years, not us, but humans, has 
artificialize the all you know the original ways that life sustained itself you know and i think part of why people are so disconnected and why what we're talking about is so potent and interesting is because we've gone back to the harmony right by choosing to not take part in society you know by me taking a risk and fucking going out on a limb and you know going headfirst into podcasting and then getting hired by sam or you going out on a limb and getting into skateboarding despite like it seeming like oh you know maybe this isn't going to be a way to be successful in the traditional way but you had you you took that risk and you found support you know your family supported you and you know you're definitely living your purpose right i mean so Maybe I'm going off a little too far there, but the society that we're living in really doesn't create the uh, foundation to participate in the real. So, you know, maybe... No, it covers it up, yeah. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on this, like, simulation theory that's kind of... I mean, it's really popular amongst a lot of the conspiracy podcasts I'm adjacent to. What are your thoughts on on that as a metaphor, or or do you truly think like we're in some sort of alternate reality like that? I I do think that there is one reality, and there are two states within that reality where one is asleep and one is awake, and I think that in between is where all the like levels come into it. It's like there are only two states, and the levels that you experience are you blending through the middle of the two states to from one side to the other. And in that sense, it's just like a video game. And if you really consider the fact that all, all technology in this universe operates on code and like computers operate, like it all operates on code and every creation mimics the creator. We are like, and Oh yeah. And all of reality operates on DNA code. So like, like based on that it seems to me like we actually are in a simulation and there's just either you're aware of it or you aren't aware of it Mm. and and we are a main character in our own version like in our own reality it's like we have our own disc you know it's like i have a playstation and i put my disc in and i'm playing my game and then you have your own disc and you're playing your game and then it's like an online game but you're still in your own version of the game you know what I mean? So you can cross paths with other players in the game, which are also you. But right. um, but the major but, thing that you just but said... But ultimately, you're on your own path within the game. Right. But the, the thing I'd like to highlight, though, that you just said is, like, there isn't a distinction between technology and what is real. Those artificial things are a reflection of the real which makes them yeah. real. And I, I and you're absolutely right. I mean, when you separate, you know, things, it's easy to get lost, but at the end of the day, it's all just ones and zeros. It's a code, you know, and our our DNA reflects that. The way that plants and and all living organisms are structured reflects that. Even non-living organisms, the way they're structured reflects this these golden means and Fibonacci sequences that we can learn about when we get into some of the more, you know, divine or esoteric of mathematics, right? But yeah, I mean Yeah, but, but even the even the universal feedback loops you get within your reality though, they operate just like a video game. Like it's like it's like let's say you 
you got a, you bought a video game used that you didn't know about. And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to figure this game out anyway, so without instructions or any knowledge of how to play it. And then throughout the game, it kind of like probably sucks at first because you don't really get it. But then like you start to like, it's like, hey, talk to this guy. And then you talk to that guy and you get a little seed of information from him. And then you walk through a forest and chop a tree down and get, I don't know, like random, like it's basically pointing out synchronicities. And then you go talk to, like each experience you have is trying to provide you with more information about the reality that you're in it's just nobody keeps score because nobody thinks that life is like a video game but if you truly like start to like watch your reality and try to learn about it like it's a video game like pay attention to feedback loops after you say certain things after you do certain things with certain intents like you'll start to notice that this is actually like it's like a programmed place like that's why i think that like government so evil i don't think it's ever going to crumble like i think it's like part of the parameters of the game and it's there for the people who aren't aware of the truth mm. and if you don't understand something you stand under it right so if you're never going to like dig through yourself and figure out the truth then you're constantly going to be stuck in the realm of ignorance which involves the parent which is the government which is a direct reflection of one's ego right so it's like the ego is what puts you into the third dimension and the third dimension is mostly controlled by the government unless you wake up to the higher dimensions, which transcend the third dimension. Right. And what is the government, you know? but the governing of the mental framework of our society, Exactly. you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and if, if reality truly is individual, like I say it is, and each of us are in our own individual realities, then in order to create the illusion of a whole reality, a hive mind and all this stuff, it, you'd need to control all the minds, right? Mm. You'd have to, to get them all on the same page to continue to create the same experiences, like within the same parameters. But now if people are waking up, it's like things are falling apart almost simultaneously. You know, it's super weird. Like it's, it's like, it seems like it's never going to go anywhere because even like the riots that seemed like the awakening taking place all were completely fabricated. You know, it's like, is there ever going to be a real awakening or is it, is it really just for the individual to experience their own singularity and then go back to this realm where things don't, they're just programmed that way. But now you have like the cheat code to have fun within it. Yes. And see now this you is, know? this is where it's interesting for me because you know, my, and maybe this is the Mars in me where I'm like, you know, my name is Mark. I have this, kind of service i want to really help people and something that really fires me up and it's not you know something i haven't experienced myself is when i see people wasting time and to me yeah i wasted a lot of time playing video games so part of why i'm so interested in talking about this metaphor is because i want to take it back in a more constructive way and show people like okay the video games that you can buy at a store, an Xbox, you know, whatever, you're playing that game, it is kind of warping your life in a way, right? But besides that, take the riots. That's a video game. They're creating, they're creating the narrative and then they're giving you the, you know, character to play and then you play within the realms that they create. But when you have but, a but, cheat but code, are they, but are they? Oh, go ahead. Are they creating the narrative? 
so, or is the narrative just a part of the game? And that's that's what you know I, what I mean, like. And that's what I want to really like, kind of hone in on is like, where where do we where do we take back our purpose and live and play in the video game that we choose rather than the video game that's programmed for us, right? And when you have a cheat code, so to speak, you almost, you know, you're going against the intentions of the developer, of the programmer, right? Because their intention is for you to play within the parameters of the game. But if that those parameters, like the government's parameters, don't serve your higher purpose or your yourself, then I want to be able to teach people the cheat codes, so to speak, to be able to beat the game in the way that the designer didn't intend. So like we have levels of the matrix like you described, and if we can understand them as maybe different video games, like Super Mario is this version of how to live your life. Like if you become a banker, you're playing that video game. If you become, you know, a janitor, you're playing that video game. If you become a podcaster, you're playing that. See where I'm kind of like, so when we start to look at things like that, like, okay, there are certain constructions of reality that are offered to me that I could play the role in those and get something out of it. But what, what's the original role that I was supposed to play as myself, you know, because if all these artificial ones are being created as options for us, which that's what it seems like to me, I would like to help people find their true purpose. Is that, is that making sort of, I don't know. I don't yeah, know how to yeah, turn that into yeah, a question. It is. it is, but because the truth can only be found within the individual by raising their own consciousness, which only they can do as much as you want to help them, all you can really do is be a lighthouse, so to speak. Or like, like the way I put it is like, I'm like, I filled my own cup up over the top and as like it overflows, it like leaves a trail behind and other people as they wake up can like, can use the trail that I've left behind to kind of like confirm their own journey. But like you can only see what you're already aware of. That's why Einstein says you can't solve the problems from the same levels of thinking that created them. It's the fact that your awareness determines what you see. So if you, you, like everything is a reflection of you, you can never get new information from the outside. All you can get is more information about where you are, you know? Right. So, so the whole point is to go within and you can't go the only people who have access to themselves are themselves so like as much as you want to be like yo this is how things work like that's the duality in things is they won't hear what you're saying you know to you it sounds so simple because you it's like in math like if you at, like when I was younger I hated like I still hate math I don't like math at all like it's my brain gets cognitive dissonance when I'm around it I it's just not even a path for me. But my math teacher would always try to like, he'd always say math builds character. So it's helping you in ways that you don't understand. And I never understood what that meant. But as I got older and actually as I discovered mushrooms, I realized what yo, building yo, character like... actually was. Sorry, and that God. is like the, the going, the going through of something. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. My phone like jumped up at me. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that unfolding, and it's like what you were saying before. You you had an expectation of what math, math was, and your teacher was kind of saying, like, hey, man, math kind of does its thing on you without you really realizing. I mean, would you agree with that? By just, like, getting the answers from the back of a textbook, like, it, that is doing nothing for you. And so, like, when you, the whole point of showing your work is, like, forcing you to go through the steps of, like, like, in a video game, you can't start at level 10 with level one knowledge. You'll, like, if it's a, a battle game, you'll die immediately because you don't have, like, the experience gains from the first nine levels to get there, right? So it's, like, with psychedelics and, like, truth and stuff like this, like, if you go giving the answers to people, you are preventing them from understanding how to get the answer, which when you're talking to them and telling them the answer, you are seeing them lift up and they're experiencing themselves lift up. But as soon as you leave, they will fall again because they don't understand how you got them there. Mm. You know? Yes. So like the higher you are in consciousness, the more clearly you'll see things, but to like, and you'll be like, well, I can just say it like this and these people will hear you. But from their state with their reference points, like that means a completely different thing to them. Well, it's almost right. like it's almost like when you know you you train martial arts. You, you as a black belt, you don't expect everyone who comes into your dojo to be already a black belt. You take them in as a white belt, and they progress as time goes on. And you take them through the steps that it took you to get to that point. You don't just say like, "Okay, here you are. You know, here's my crazy tiger style move." You do it, you know, like, you don't, that's not how. Yeah, you have to make the person do it, though, right? Like, they can't just be like, oh, cool, I have that answer now. Like, it's like, that doesn't help them at all. That's the only thing with it. Like, it's, and because to talk to another person, you have to travel through duality. Like, even though to you it sounds clear as you're saying it, but the communication, like, it'll, like, scramble it in between, you know what I mean? Yes. It's very weird because I've talked to people who have the same experience as me to the same extent. They're like a person, my friend, who like, we both had the same kind of oneness experience. We both kind of translated it differently, but we had the same experience, in my opinion. And, oh man, I forgot what I'm talking about. You know what? <laughs> my brain is nuts today. No, it's all right. You're talking but, uh, about, you're talking about like something that, a recent or well past guest David Way, Taoist monk kind of talked to me about is like, you know, you can't expect people to, you know, I asked him, I'm like, do you, you know, does your family practice Taoism with you? Do you try to teach them these things? And he's like, no, man, like they just do their own thing. And, you know, if they want to learn, they'll ask me, but you can't, yeah, you can't expect other people to, you know, see the things that you see. But I guess the goal of my podcast I, is, and this kind of project that we're starting here with you as the first guest, thank you for taking part in the first episode oh, of, of Scene, uh, a, a segment of my, my podcast, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, but it's all coming together, man. I mean, you really are kind I'm, of helping I'm honored. me. Yeah, you're helping me see it because I was kind of opposed to this idea of like video games and the simulation as a, a metaphor because of the, you know, just I it just feels transhumanistic to me, you know, with VR and everything they're pushing people to to get into. It feels like that to me. But 
what I want to convey with this. Sorry. No, it's okay. What I want to convey with this show is like, life is a video game. Let's learn how to have the funnest, you know, like let's make the game the best we can, I guess. I I mean, that's kind of a dumb way to put it, but maybe I'll come up with a smarter way to put it (laughs) later on. But, but yeah, like, you know, if, if life is a video game, let's fucking learn the cheat codes and have the most fun with this. And we can, right. Cause that's why people play video games because they're fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and but yeah, what I was gonna say before was the karate thing that you talked about, or martial arts, is like you, a lot of people at white belt stage see it as like a, a just a straight battle to the death, you know. Which in a sense, I guess it kind of can be, but like ultimately, you learn things on the way to black belt that's like you use momentum in your favor, and you're not always the one striking. Like it's not always about. <laughs> like you know what I mean like it, it's like your whole perspective changes as you go through the steps oh, yeah. of like consciousness oh yeah you, and you, that's you, what gets you to the state of the black belt yeah you, you know what you said there is really funny because it's it's absolutely true for me you know I go into martial arts I went into martial arts thinking like okay I need to be like the the best fighter because like I'm getting my ass kicked in these like little school arguments that were happening in middle school and and high school and stuff you know like I'm getting my ass kicked I need to be able to fight you know and and what I realized after I actually got good at fighting is like you don't want to fight anymore like a lot of people come into martial arts because yeah it's life or death they got to defend themselves they're feeling like oh shit like my my safety is at risk you know and what you realize yeah. is this profound sense of confidence that really steers you out of any of that conflict in the first place. Because once you take that mental discipline step and, and reconstruct yourself in that way, you, know, you don't fall into those little ego whatevers that got you into fights. Or you don't put yourself in those dangerous areas that maybe dangerous people are at that might want to just fuck with you because for no reason at all because their life is fucked up and that's just how they operate. But you don't have to engage in that. You, you, you can have the awareness and engage in your true purpose, which is never to be, you know, harming others, right? Those people who harm others, they're not, exactly. they're not living their true purpose, you know? No, and they say that the most true martial artist is the person that can solve combat with his words or something like that, or Absolutely. with his mind. Yeah. In, instead of with, like, physical abilities. Like, yeah, no, I totally agree with what you just said, yeah. Yeah, and... and yeah. That's super cool, man. I'm stoked to be on a podcast. Like the start of something. That's dope. Well, and you were the you were a part of the start of my family thinks I'm crazy in a real way too. Because when we met, you know, you helped me out. I I had John Zero, and I I knew you would be an interesting person to talk to just based on what you texted me. You know, I I don't know if right. You hadn't done any podcasts before that, so I didn't. Have- I did. I did one. I did one, but it was like, yeah, no, I was still very new to the game. Well, and, and, and I guess yes, you did I, help me out, and I appreciate you for that. No, and, and I'm not trying to like say, oh, look at me for helping you out, but I'm just kind of like, no, that's that's not how I took it. No, no, it, I know, but as a a booker, you know, traditionally I would kind of like just find other people who had already been on podcasts, you know, because that's the safe bet, you know. So, but I trusted yeah. my instincts. And look where we are now, you know, not only have you had really awesome conversations with Sam, but you've also had 
really awesome conversations with me. And I think people appreciate that wisdom, you know, and, and that's kind of the synchronistic vibe that happens with the podcast because you don't know when, where, how someone's going to find this conversation. Once I publish it, it's just out there in the universe, you know, just like I found Tinfall Hat the first time in like 2015 or whenever it was, you know, or, or, or 2016. But, you know, like it was just so, you know, and, and that's why, yeah, man, I just wanted to point that out, that I'm very happy to have you on the show again, because you were a big part of the initial, like, move for this podcast. I had you on my show. We had a great conversation. You talked to Sam. That was a great conversation. And, and it's not because, like, you have some book to sell or anything like that, like most podcast guests would. It's because you're a true, authentic human being and that's why people come to podcasts you know that's why i started this podcast cooperative because i really love my voice and being able to talk to people not because it, it, of an ego reason but because there's a sense of service there you know like talking to people i've always just taken really you know it's just a skill that came naturally to me so i found this thing and now i'm doing it with my whole heart you know and and when that happens when you're living in your purpose you find other people who are just as authentic and living in their purpose yeah. you know here we are now brother like track like yeah like the track like and it's actually pretty fitting that i was on number five and 55 because five is the number of change in angel numbers yeah and so and it started by talking about changes right so it does all correlate which is pretty interesting. And also that whole simple hat thing that and, and meeting you was very synchronistic in my life just based on the fact that I had an awakening that I didn't know what to do with. And then this being I was talking to you said that you will be provided with platforms to share it as you understand it more. Yes. Uh, first of all, I was like, okay, whatever. But like then I would listen because Tinfoil Hats and like maybe a few other podcasts, Duncan Truffles was like one that resonated with me quite a bit. And they like, I listened to them religiously for seven or eight years, like every day because I worked a job that was just like a mindless job. And I was able to just podcast all day or listen to podcasts all day. And then I stopped listening to <laughs> Tinfoil Hat and stuff. And then Matt Belair was on, like, because I got so busy, I couldn't. I didn't have the free time to just listen to podcasts all the time. Life was just way more busy than it had been before. And then I commented on Matt Beller being on one of Sam's podcasts. And then you direct messaged me for like, I didn't ask for anything. And you were like, Hey, do you want to go on the show? And I was like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like I, like to me, I was like, that was like full circle from eight years before when this being told me you'd get given platforms. Cause like you literally gave me a platform. Like yes. I didn't give you any reason now, now to let like me, hit me up, you now, know, like now let me serve the tennis ball of synchronicity right back. Because I mean, the biggest moment in my life that pushed me into this path came from a book called ancient teachings for beginners right <laughs> so you know almost like uh spirituality for dummies but a little more cool and one yeah. of the things i learned in this book was a chant for your third eye thoth 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 oh, you know wow. and i would do that chant man i, I, I felt that 
Yeah, I would do that chant, bro. And I would do that. And my third eye, I really feel like my third eye opened. And one of the things that it said in that book, it warns you. It's like, don't do this more than, you know, a couple of times. When you feel the shift, you don't have to do it anymore. And that, to me, was like, wow, okay. This, they're not trying to sell me anything, you know. If they were, then they'd be like, oh, you got to do this. Uh, and then buy the next book. And then buy the next book. You know what I mean? Like, this book was so, like, the message just really resonated with me and everything that was going on in my life, too, at the time. Like, uh, people who've listened to every episode might know a little bit of, about this story. But, like, Amos, my mentor, one of the first mentors I've, I've ever had, a real spiritual mentor, Pueblo Indian, came from Arizona to kind of speak pray in this warrior way for his ancestor Geronimo whose skull and bones were in the skull and bones tomb to this day robbed by Prescott Bush you know this is a man whose story like boom hit me like a ton of bricks and I'm like whoa like I'm learning about all these conspiracies and here's a guy who's like living this truth I feel his honesty and he's telling me these things and one of the things that happened Sean when I did that Thoth meditation is I found this feather this eagle feather that's, or a hawk feather that's still, you know, it's only five feet away from me. I've had it since then. And I brought this to Amos. I said, dude, check it out. I did this meditation. My consciousness felt like white, you know. I really felt something change, you know. And he was like, really, man? And he's like, you found, you found this. And, I, you know, when I opened my eyes after doing this meditation, the feather was just kind of like floating on the tall grass, you know, just like in this really etheric way. So... I told him about it. I didn't show it to him. I left it at home, but I, I told him about it. And I, I was like, hey, yeah, you know, this happened. And he's like, well, yeah, I said a prayer about you. I asked the creator, you know, if you're a true human being, you know. And he taught me about what feathers really were and to his, you know, tribe and what they meant and how they carry your thoughts up to the creator, you know. And ever since then, I, I've found feathers, uh, synchronistic moments in my mm -hmm. life, you know. And, and when I wanted to have Matt Belair on the show, it was because I love Grimerica so much. And, and I thought like, wow, like these guys are talking to so many great people and Sam hasn't even spoken to half of them, you know, and they're all on this really cool spiritual vibe that Sam was getting into with his new show Zero. So I'm like, you know, you got to have this guy Matt Belair on. And Matt Belair kicked so much fucking ass that Sam was like, dude, this is a tinfall hat episode. So the fact that it yeah, went from that. it went from being zero to tinfall hat because it was so great, like that reached you. And then I saw your comment. Your comment resonated with me enough to be like, yeah, dude. And, and at that point, I was hitting people up on Instagram, too, because it's like there's so many people out here like me, like what makes me any better than them? Just cause Sam picked me to be a yep. booker, you know, like I don't, I'm not on podcast. I don't have my own podcast going, you know, I didn't, my ego wasn't a part of it. I was just like, let's get this going, you know? And you were a big part of that for yeah. me. Cause Sam, another person who Sam was like, Whoa, this guy's great. We got to have you back on, you know? So, so yeah, man, this is, this yeah, is it's tricky to hear those words. I'm going to be honest with you, but from Sam, like, just cause like I listened to him for so long and in my head, I'd listen to episodes and be like, I could give closure to a lot of this stuff. And I'd be like, ah, I will never talk to him. And all of a sudden I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, what the hell has happened? And you know, and in a way that's the, that's the parody and the paradox that I've discovered through working for him. 
And it's great because Sam is Sam, and that's just who he is, you know. And the fact is, is like yeah. he's going to have the conversations with people, and what's going to resonate with him is what's going to resonate with him, you know. And, and I just have to be able to separate myself and have no expectations. But there are some times where I'm like, all right, Sam, this is what the guest is going to talk about, and, you know, this is what they're knowledgeable about. And then they don't, you know, not, that topic doesn't even come up. But it's fine. It's like you said right. before, I've right. let that go. I don't have any expectations, and it's not my job to produce the show. It's just my job to set the conversation, set the table, so to speak, you know? And, and yeah, that's that's kind of, I think that's the cool thing about his show in a way, is, like, he doesn't pretend to know anything. Like, he's just in this kind of genuine place of, like, it's all new to me. And, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. I love that about his show. I love that about his show. I don't show. know it's if like, they'll, they'll ever it, be those it, conclusions that, you know, I, both of us would, you know, like to have the conversation and be like, you know, he has to find that on his own, you know, over time. But I think that yeah, you I mean, you are, are part of the framework, this, this you know, what's it called? Uh, a blanket, you know, what do they call it? A quilt that's being woven through the conversations that he's yeah. having on this podcast that are not only dropping little seeds of wisdom in his spirit, but all the people who listen. And it's a massive audience. I mean, 100,000 people saw me on YouTube talking about Aleister Crowley, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's got a huge impact on so many people. And just having one conversation with him, like, you don't know how many people's lives you've you've had an impact on just through that one hour, two hour conversation. Well, I'll tell you from the overwhelming inbox messages I got afterwards and even after reposting it again yesterday it's insane like it I, blows me away that I could even help one person in the way that I've helped a ton of people and by helping I mean like was able to be on time for something they were looking for right like I don't yes I don't, like I don't feel like I have a responsibility to help anybody because it, that's their responsibility and we each have that same responsibility it's like Ooh, hold on you man. have it speaking self. of sam he's calling me right now let me just put you on hold yeah that that too that <laughs> so was weird. really strange so we're we're talking about tim Fullhat zero and then sam calls me about other things but anyways back to the now we're back here on scene in the scene looking at what's seen with sean beaupree sean you were talking about the feedback loop? Oh, I was just talking about the feedback I was getting from being on Sam's podcast because, like I said, it's cool that I could help even one person in like at all on their journey or at least be there for them to like benefit from. Because like I got tons of messages saying like I've helped a lot of people just from what I said, even though it was them just noticing things in what I said. But and it made me feel like, super crazy it was like overwhelming to an extent and uh, the only thing is is like it's like the problem i find with offering this kind of information is people become reliant on you as the trusting source mm. which is which is like the whole point is to find it within so a lot of people are like oh i resonate with you i resonate with you which is great but resonating isn't experiencing or knowing it's subconsciously knowing like you just like so like a lot of people i will like have one-on-one -on -one conversations with and it's like 
they're benefiting and I, and it's like, obviously they're benefiting from it, but then because it's like, they just take the information and they don't actually experience it. They got to keep coming back to me to like get reminders of it or things like that, which is also fine, obviously, but like the whole point is to find it within. And even though like there's anybody that seems truthful and everything, like, trust me, if you find the truth within it will, it will even differ slightly from those people to you. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't become so reliant on outside sources, even me, even though it's super good to get the feedback. Like, it's like, I'm just sharing this information so that it's out there. Because when I uh, woke up, I was like, why isn't this out here more? I know there's more people that know about this stuff. Like, it's so weird to me. So I just wanted to be that lighthouse that was sharing this information, you know? But it's super cool that it helps so many people and it it really changed like my own inner credibility with it all too because like for the longest time I was being dismissed with eye rolls and now all of a sudden I was having an overwhelming amount of like support coming my way and like people like thanking me and it was like, whoa, what's happening right now? <laughs> like it was very weird. You were like a, a gatekeeper for me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't I don't ever want to be any sort of gatekeeper, but I want people to know that uh, you know, I'm just taking it all in the moment, but I think the, the yeah, the the synchronicity of us connecting is really awesome and I think one important thing to highlight though with what you're saying and I think you understand this really deeply is like yeah, people will reach out to you and 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 gain something from you but it's important for them to understand that it's on them ultimately to make those changes and have those experiences for themselves so that they can lead in the same way that you have because in this world we are all meant to ascend i believe i believe we're all meant to ascend and maybe it's not just this lifetime maybe it's many lifetimes but when you're in a position uh where you have interesting things to say that are creative wise knowledgeable that resonate with people and their sense of self you know that's not something to be underestimated that's you reflecting the creator just like we mentioned all of the th things around us reflect and yeah you know yep. people have to recognize that they have that same ability as well because when we but but even just like the whole concept of playing a higher level than you are capable of playing. Like if I talk to, like I can, I can lift people up one on one, -on -one conversations and take them to a place where like, Whoa, this is crazy. Like I never even knew this was like this. And then they'll make a decision at that height that like sets something in motion that when they like fall back down, slowly over time because they don't truly know why they got to that height they now have responsibilities that maybe they're not capable of fulfilling and then they'll come back to me going like oh this happened and i don't know how to deal with it and now all of a sudden i'm like a therapist for somebody you know like that's the danger i find in it all like i i love being a lighthouse but like a lot of people or not a lot of people but some people kind of like rely on the lighthouse too much like for their own good, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, so I just want to make sure that's clear because when I explain that to people after it happens, they're like, oh, that makes sense. And then they kind of like take the responsibility and it works out for them. But like, it, I just noticed it happened a lot. So I just wanted to like clarify that I like 
this stuff that I'm sharing and that you share and that like the quote unquote awakened people share, it's within every single person. And you're right. Every person, like your responsibility here is to do that, to realize like that post I made yesterday on Instagram. It's like, there's only light and darkness and darkness is just the absence of light. And your job is to like find the darkness and turn it into light. Right. And as you do that, you'll become more aware. It's not, you know, it's not find the light outside. It's find it within you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what people are going to begin to understand or overstand. Right. When they see, what is to be seen here on yeah. scene and and don't rely on this podcast or any podcast rely on only yourself because that's all it is at the end of the day your perspective you know ultimately but you're part of the whole you're not separate from that i yeah. mean i think we've nope. beat around the bush on that point enough for people to understand it but sean dude this has been fun man i mean I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out. I don't know about you, but I definitely enjoyed talking about all this stuff. I think this is the beginning. We'll definitely have to have you on. Let's see. We have 55. We'll have to have you on sooner than that. So maybe we'll figure out a synchronistic number so we don't wait till like episode 105 or or episode like 155 or, you know, let's get you back on <laughs> sooner than that. You know what I mean, Sean? Sounds good, man. Yeah, no, it's super good to talk to you again and about all this stuff. I always love after talking about this stuff. And also, I wanted to say congratulations on all the like growth you've made. Like that's it's super cool of all the like big, big uh, people you've had on your your podcast and able to share. Thank you. You know, like yeah. like you said, it, it it wasn't that long ago that you were just like a person kind of not really knowing how to go about this thing, this stuff, and now you're like talking to some people that a lot of people consider untouchable like i am so like it's like i i relate with your past big yeah. time yeah man and that's why you're here and i think that's why I, I have confidence in saying you'll be back again to build further and and thank you for pointing that out man we certainly have grown a lot and, and i want people to know that that's like that's maybe the possibilities for me as a podcaster and you can extrapolate that into your own life. You know, if you're like, you know, really into cars, like there's a, there's a way to work this so that you can, you know, find as much value and synchronicity and accelerated growth in whatever you're interested in as I have with what I'm interested in. You know, it, it's universal. It doesn't just apply to like, oh, well, if you, you know, gain all this, well, then you can have a great podcast too, you know? Like, it's so much more than that, you know? The podcasting thing is just a convenient medium for something so authentic, which is a human dialogue, interaction, the two consciousnesses, which are really ultimately the same, part of the same whole. Yep, like Nipsey Hussle says, life is just a battle between you and your disbelief. Anything's oh. possible. It's just you you who stands in the way of it. Wow. All right. What a way to end it, man. I know you, you don't have a podcast to plug, but is there anything that the listeners can go and check out if they want to support you in any way, show you some love? Obviously, they can go see you on Zero and Tim Fall Hat. Yes. Yeah, just I am going to start my podcast soon. It's just... I, 
I have an opportunity to share something and I just want to make sure I share it properly. So I'm just kind of navigating in my head how to go about it still. But yeah, you just follow me on, on Instagram at boat 72 B-E-A-U-P-S-72 and I share a ton of stuff on there. And if you want to message me, I'll respond as soon as I can. I'm super, I, I love being able to guide people. So don't hesitate to hit me up. I've helped a lot of people in the sense that they were willing to do the work I was kind of guiding them towards. Right. So if, if you are on the path, then I, I believe that I can help guide in a way. And if, if you want to hit me up, feel free. Wow. Well, bravo, Sean Beaupree. There's big things in store. I can feel it, folks. Be on the lookout for that podcast because I'm sure it's coming soon in whatever shape or form Sean creates. It's going to be awesome. This guy, he's doing a lot. He's skateboarding. He's taking awesome pictures, and he's guiding people to be their own lighthouse, folks, because it's not about being some kind of guru or joining some kind of cult. Fuck that noise. Be your own person. Thank you for listening to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. And uh, check us out on Patreon if you want to see the whole